0: Hello, everyone. I hope you're doing well. We are back with another episode of Blitz Business. I hope you will enjoy this podcast. Hi, Shashank. Hi, Preet. Thank you so much for coming over to Blitz Business. It's a pleasure to have you.
1: Hey, Thank you for having us. This is going to be a lot of fun. Super excited.
2: Yeah, Ashish. uh, Thanks for inviting us. It's It's an honor to be on this podcast. Great, great. Uh, so, let's get started. So, uh, uh, tell me, guys, what was
0: the reason, What you know, what led you to start Flix? Uh, what was that moment, ultimately? You know, you both have been into corporate worlds, and what led you to to this transition?
2: Yeah, uh, so, uh, I mean, the Flix started with uh, our own personal problem, like when you used to work at the office and uh, come back at home, have a dinner plate in my hand, and uh, I was one of the cord cutters where uh, we cut off the traditional TV and had uh, subscribed to Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, and uh, other streaming options like HBO. And even the Indian channels we were watching was on on, on streaming. So I will end up watching the trailers, I will jump from Netflix to Amazon to stuff and 30-40 uh, minutes will just go by and I would still have no answer what should I watch. And of course where to, where to watch uh, later on that. So we used to send messages to our friends and family asking like, hey, do you know what what I should watch? What you have been watching watching lately? And uh, the answer used to come in like 30 minutes, sometimes next day or something like that. And that's why we thought like, there should be a platform where I need to know all my friends' favorite shows and movies so that I can decide based on that. Because I know my friends' personal taste and they know my personal taste. So the recommendation based on friends and family is... uh, is going to help us. And that's why we went out and started doing some kind of surveys asking for, uh, people like, is it a problem with us or is it a wide problem? And seemed like it, uh, it's a much wider problem than just us. And we looked at the market study also where uh, Nielsen did a lot of surveys uh, based on like how you get influenced on video streaming habits. And it was said that two thirds of your video streaming habit is actually influenced by friends and family. And there's not one single recommendation engine out there, uh, which actually takes care of that. I mean, they will tell you what's trending, what people are, what in general people are watching, but nobody caters to your own personal taste, along with how you get influenced by your friends and family. So that's where, that was the uh, basic idea behind why we launched Flex.
1: So, uh, I mean, exactly as Shashank said so i mean that was the whole premise and i think when our uh, uh, we had beta testers testing this out uh, i think somewhere in uh, uh, early two, uh, 2020 and as the pandemic hit they actually forced us to say uh, to release the product out and say that because that was the time where people were spending so much time on uh, uh, on uh, streaming uh, if you remember uh, early 2020, uh, February, March, that was the time where people actually were st- struggling to figure out what to watch also because they were spending so much time uh, watching Netflix, watching uh, Hotstar and all these different streaming services. Mm-hmm. Once we launched, so uh, so just, uh, just a couple of uh, quick things, uh, Ashish. So we have two parts. So first, the whole idea was figuring out what to watch. That was the whole problem that we wanted to solve. The second part was we also wanted to make sure that once you figure out what to what to uh, what you want to watch you watch it It it's a very emotional experience right you want to share it with your friends and family you want to share it with uh, uh, you just want to talk about things right that's when we had backstage as part of that so you you figure out what to watch you watch it and instead of going to uh, different communities like reddit or even facebook communities we wanted all of the, those conversations to happen on flicks so you want to discuss fan theories, you want to discuss why Game of Thrones ended so badly, or you're missing another season of Breaking Bad. You should be able to have these conversations, not with just friends, with just, uh, with strangers too. So that's the whole idea of uh, how we came about backstage also, as, as, uh, as, a, as a main uh, point within Flix.
0: Oh, that's always good to know when developers are saying we should release early. <laughs> I wish I had the same team. <laughs> so, 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 Preet and Shishank if I can sort of, uh, so from my understanding, so there are two aspects. Uh, to your product the one uh, is the recommendation engine in the sec- second is the backstage which is the communication medium where uh, uh, members can share their uh, experience uh, whatever uh, whatever they have seen and they can communicate is that is is my understanding correct
2: yeah that's uh close to correct i would say like it was uh the idea behind was uh the fans can talk among each other members can talk about among each other but also the celebrities the content creators uh should be able to talk to their fans actually so that those are the two ideas Among like fans can talk among each other about oh. based around mm-hmm. the content or based on the news or based on something happening so everything is kind of content but we also wanted the content creators to be part of this whole experience actually and mm-hmm. this uh and ultimately backstage is going to become uh like very much content creator centric and uh all the features we are developing is based on like okay the content creators are the new uh, like people like yourself, like who's generating podcasts, we're those are our uh, target uh, target audiences that you can use backstage for creating the conversations like this, and uh, also record those conversations and uh, manage your audiences also right on the backstage.
1: So when we launched backstage, uh, also uh, I mean uh, earlier this year at that time when we were testing, as you can see that you might have noticed that. A whole the entertainment uh, domain is in our dna we have been working on entertainment movie shows uh, since the time of flicks so but uh since our uh, beta testers actually kind of also uh, asked us that uh, hey what is why can't i talk about politics why can't i talk about random things because that's also a conversation what if i just don't want to talk about movies and shows i can still do that today in backstage just by but we thought it would uh, totally make sense to give them a space where they can talk about politics, they can talk about sports, they can talk about anything they want. So that's where we had backstage as this whole component where people can actually talk about whatever they want. And we gave them a space to discover so that if Ashish is interested in, uh, say, Indian politics or cryptocurrencies for that matter. So his feed should just show him uh, good content discovery. So the whole idea of Flicks is content discovery. Whether it's uh, content created through uh, movies and shows, whether it is something you're looking for something amazing to watch or you're looking for something, uh, some interesting conversations. So the whole concept of friends recommendation or good content discovery, we are taking over onto backstage also.
0: I can see the line getting little diminished from... So how do you distinguish yourself from Clubhouse, right? I mean, you're providing spaces through backstage, uh, um am i on the right track or is it is it like a totally a wrong comparison
2: i mean it's a, it's a good comparison i would say that like uh, clubhouse has definitely uh influenced us uh, while we were discussing about the podcasting option because the fan as preet said like we were looking at uh, doing something last year when uh, while we were doing the film fair stuff we were working on uh, up on the technology where uh, the audience can talk to each other and uh, wanted to record those reactions because if you look at like uh, <clears throat> on youtube or somewhere like a lot of people actually do react uh, record their reactions after watching a movie or shows and those are the things we wanted to bring inside the flex and and we started thinking about how we can do it and we thought that audio medium would be one of the best ones to do and uh, yes clubhouse came in between and uh, they took over the audio social kind of uh, stuff uh the in audio conversations but we are very different than the them on, on the technology-wise. Yes, we are similar. But on the thought process, we are a lot different than what Clubhouse is doing. Like our thought process, we want those conversations not to be lost, actually. We want to, you to record those conversations because you have worked hard on certain things. Uh, so we provide that techn- technology where you can record it and it becomes available as a podcast. Uh, we also enable chat inside the conversation that... Like, when you are in a conversation, uh, not everyone can speak, but everyone can actually type and uh, send their emotions or talk about it or say something about it. And that's why we have chat enabled on it. Uh, And all those things are configurable where the moderator can actually enable disable chats and kind of stuff there. And then uh, just to give you a little more that we are not just married to the audio conversations there. Like, there's a lot of content there. If you look at Backstage is built inside Flex also. And... Backstage itself has Flix built inside it. And Flix is a uh, socially-powered, trusted recommendation engine which powers the whole uh, recommendation stuff. And that will always be our DNA inside all the applications we are going to build, actually. So uh, Flix is recommending movies and shows right now. We'll add the podcast stuff there. We are already having podcasts there. And a lot of other stuff can be socially recommended because the trust-based recommendations, there are very few platforms out there which gives you that.
0: And, and Shashank, you mentioned about uh, Filmfare. So uh, tell us a little bit more about what was the collaboration all about.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the, the uh, So last year, uh, while in the middle of pandemic, when we launched like uh, after a few months, uh, we got a message from Filmfare that they are looking for somebody to partner with uh, to do, do their first ever OTT awards. And, uh, that was amazing actually, uh, because we had no idea that, uh, FinFair is actually looking, doing something. And it was in our roadmap that we wanted to, not that early. We were looking at doing, uh, our own OTT awards, streaming awards probably this year. But when that opportunity came over, like we started discussing and, uh, so, and then we came up with a lot of ideas to them also that this is how we should be doing. The OTT is all about people. Uh, it's all about internet. So we should actually do a lot bigger voting uh, voting stuff happening. This was the first time Filmfare actually went really extremely high on the voting side of things. We got a lot of stars actually talking about come on the Flix and Filmfare to vote vote for their your favorite stars and all those kind of stuff. So it was very good experience actually. That like uh, the key thing was like... At, Like I was really inspired uh, when the real award show happened. Manoj Wajpahi was on the uh, stage and uh, I gave away him uh, the award and his speech was like really moving. And he said like he waited 20 years for this thing when for the first time uh, in his career, he wouldn't have mind losing this award to anybody who is sitting right in the audience right now. And uh, he never said that before, and that's the power of OTT. You look, you can see the kind of, kind of people who are sitting in the audience were uh, Amit Chad, there were Jaydeep, there were uh, Ishwak Singh, and there were so many great, great uh, actors there that Manoj Joshi was saying that anybody won would have won here, and I would have not even said, uh, felt bad about it.
1: And Ashish, uh, just an important thing to note also, if you look at uh, Filmfare's typical history. Uh, if, in their 65 years of existence, uh, all the partners that uh, Filmfare had, uh, we were the first ones who actually uh, did the voting with them. So this was the first time ever that uh, 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 a partner had actually taken over the voting. Also, at this point of time, so we were really excited in that sense. That uh, oh, wow. we were, so the yeah exactly. <laughs> so if you could if you want if you you, you so uh even now if you actually go to flicks.me you will see that we still have a few components we we list uh, uh the a couple of videos from Filmfare so it just gives a uh, an idea of what what flicks kind of
0: did that's awesome that's really awesome and and you mentioned about streaming also so isn't it so i'm going little in technical here so providing streaming versus the recommendation you know the it puts a lot of load uh, let's say on behind the technical stack or whatever service, cloud service you are leveraging. So that is in the roadmap to provide streaming service also.
2: So I mean, uh, there is some roadmap. Not about like we don't we want to play a neutral role in the streaming. That we don't want to have our own streaming service. Uh, mm-hmm. That's uh, uh, so we don't want to become another another uh, a streaming provider like Netflix or Amazon or Hotstar. But uh, there's a there are different way, different ideas we have, which I am the, not too comfortable to close disclose right now. But the streaming option is gonna come, but in a very different way of uh, uh, think, uh, thinking about it.
0: Sure, sure, absolutely, uh, great. So uh, moving on, uh, wanted to touch upon a little bit. Uh, when you started with this idea, right, uh, when the idea was only on the paper or PPT, whatever medium it was, what was the most difficult aspect from in terms of an execution uh,
2: to bringing this entire piece alive? I think I, I can give my perspective then I will definitely want to give his perspective also. Uh, my perspective, I think for me, the most challenging part is not about the idea or building the app. Uh, those are the things we are, I mean, I can include Preeth in this also, like me and Preeth have done multiple times and we know how to build uh, certain uh, technologies. We are empowered enough to do that. I think the biggest challenge is to, for any startup, in my opinion, is to build, build an awesome team, actually. Get get, get the uh, right set of minds, actually, behind the idea, create a team uh not just from the technology but also from the business side from the product side from the marketing side from the like all different kind of things we were, that is the key challenge in any kind of uh, like you can have the idea you can even have the skill to actually execute and make a product but but that's not the business actually like you have to make the complete business that includes all different uh, walk of life uh, like where people have to join your dream and then you have to transfer that dream to their dream because your capital starved, your resource starved. And if, if it's not driven by passion, this is not going to happen actually. So that's, that's my like small take on it. Like, please, you want to add something?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Shishang. I think uh, the, uh, the, uh, you covered pretty much everything that I also wanted to say that, uh, Ashish, we have, uh, done, uh, enough technical, <laughs> we've built enough things that, uh, we don't think that we will, uh, if, even if we do encounter technology challenges, we we have ways to overcome them. Uh, but the key thing was uh, a team, assembling the right team and finding the right set of passionate people who believe in this idea. So uh, even now, people uh, that are working with us are so passionate about that, uh, our journey about not just uh, two months from now, looking at the longer picture or the bigger picture. Uh, we're talking about a couple of years from now what flicks can become what backstage is becoming so believe, uh, having people that believe in you believe in the idea i think that is key and we were fortunate enough to actually find those people from uh, product to technical guys to our marketing to our content all of them
2: Yep. yeah
0: that's wonderful and um how do you currently manage uh, let's say uh, is it a single team which manages flex and backstage uh, or do you have separate team and where uh, where all your team is distributed
2: so it's a, it's a single team which manages uh, uh, flex and backstage i mean of course we have a few dedicated resources uh, for flex that uh, we continue innovating and continue doing great stuff on flex but it's a single team which manages uh, both both the both the products, and there's a uh, more and more go for going forward. You'll see more and more flicks and coming backstage coming together, and more integrations are happening. We just launched Flix uh, on Android and iOS, which has backstage inside it, so you don't need to have another backstage app to join the conversation. The Flix itself is supporting uh, all the stuff there, and same thing. If you have backstage, you don't need Flix actually because Flix is built inside the backstage. And uh, the team is distributed across uh, multiple zo- time zones, like uh, me and Preet are in East Coast. There are people from West Coast uh, in US. And then there are people in India, from Mumbai, uh, from Noida, Delhi. People are in Vishakhapatnam. Uh, there's there's a guy from Allahabad. So it's all completely distributed and remote. Uh, and uh, we don't have any plans to actually uh, in, I mean, in long term, we do have plans to have our own offices in uh, various parts, but uh, right now we don't. In we don't have any plans to have any uh, uh, offices.
1: And uh, Ashish, I would just want to add a couple of things uh, to what Shashank said. Uh, yes, I mean the teams are definitely uh, shared across, and there are no dedicated people. Uh, uh, I would say there are a couple of dedicated people, but since uh, we are uh, a startup and we uh, and we are we don't have a huge team that you were talking about so definitely there are things that get shared across in terms of people working on backstage people working on flicks and based on uh, what we want to get out in terms of products uh, we definitely switch across people yeah
2: and and just to add like uh, uh, the platform is same actually like we are we have created two different interfaces for sure for the backstage and flicks but the platform is same and the lying user accounts and everything the technology is exactly the same uh, same stuff
0: so how easy or difficult it is um to manage, uh, you know, team spread across multiple time zones. I mean, to share my experience, I struggle to just manage my team, which is in Delhi, right? <laughs> so I cannot imagine uh, how do you manage team spread in East, West Coast, Delhi, Noida, uh, and what, what has been your experience if you want to share some?
1: It's not easy. I w- I'm definitely going to say that, <laughs> Ashish. It's definitely not easy, but uh, we make it work because uh, we, we believe in that uh, bigger picture that uh, once uh we have things in order once we establish ourselves as uh how, how we get more resources we get more capital at that point of time probably things are going to get uh, uh better managed but uh it's always a struggle in terms of catching up with people on a daily basis or a weekly basis also spread across so many time zones but you have to make it work that's what I'm going to say
2: <laughs> yeah and so far it has been working for us because uh people are driven by passion as I said so uh, majority of the people are actually uh, very passionate about what we are doing and that's where uh, if they are driven by passion then it becomes much little easier to uh, uh manage and get the things done so yeah i mean that that's that's my take on it
1: and we were fortunate enough also to get uh, people who can kind of work independently ashish where you mm-hmm. don't need a lot of hand only uh, holding in that sense because that becomes a lot more challenging in this sense where people are uh, uh, are independent workers, they are problem solvers. So our team is filled with problem solvers. So that's the good thing about it. So they can work independently, yeah. they can find solutions. We don't need to handhold them, tell them exactly what needs to be done.
2: And then you need to empower them also. Like You need to find the set of people, especially uh, in the initial stage of the company, where uh, you need to find people who are the doers. And, and then empower them. I mean, and sometimes if the mistake happens, you have to own them up and it's okay to do certain mistakes, but then uh, uh, empower them that they can get the things done. Otherwise, uh, yeah, otherwise you, it will not work.
0: Any productivity or tools uh, which has helped you streamline this communication, collaboration, uh, which you want to share?
2: Yeah, I was saying like uh, we use uh, like all kind of communication. Actually, like we have been uh, using uh, heavily Slack. Uh, we definitely use Slack uh, a lot, and then um, we have used. Uh, I mean, we, we use WhatsApp. We use uh, all emails and everything. Uh, Asana for track management, um, managing issues and everything. So mm-hmm. there, there, it's all over the place. Actually, like a lot, there are a lot of stuff there. Uh, did you
1: want to add something there? Uh, sure. I mean, uh, so it definitely becomes uh, challenging, uh, Ashish, with uh, actually kind to uh, try to set up a, a right or a standard at an early stage startup. But we still have managed to do a lot of things, where from uh, confluence to ticketing to all of those stuff. So if you look at uh, just a small example with a startup our size, we have done a lot of job, a uh, decent job with documentation also. So. People, uh, if somebody wants to check out what's the current roadmap or what the, uh, what is currently going on, or why did we make certain assumptions, all of that is we have taken a t- a time out and we have documented those things. Uh, and also, and we heavily we don't rely on one communication tool. We rely on a lot of communication, <laughs> whatever gets the job done. So at the time, if somebody needs to call us in the middle of the night, uh, that's one option too. If they yeah, need an answer, yeah. so <laughs> there as Slack is heavily used for formal communication. So that we have records of what uh, people need to do, and they can go back and reference things. But we don't limit people to have communication uh, communications
2: anywhere else. And then we use Zoom also very heavily, actually, on uh, conferences. So and actually, TV. we
1: use Backstage also. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, since uh, yeah, uh, since the past couple of months, we have started using Backstage for uh, our internal tech standups also.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And that's wonderful. And that leads me to the next question. What has been your um, user acquisition strategy? Uh, uh, how are, uh, what are the strategies you're deploying to attract user uh, to your uh, service and what and where all you have seen success so far?
2: The, the multiple strategies there, uh, what we have so far, we have more focused on building the product from last year. And especially when we launched the Backstage in April, like end of April. Uh, so it has been almost a month and a half or something when we have launched Backstage. So we are more focused right now on the product, building uh, of the product. And we are we are making sure that the early adopters of our product are happy enough that they will get their friends and family in this app. And if they are not getting their friends and family, that means we are failing. And that's why we are focusing on that, like how we can actually get friends and family so people right now whatever audience we are growing is based on that like we are we are glad glad enough to say that like people are having really great experience on backstage uh, and on flicks and uh, whatever growth we are seeing is uh, when people attend those sessions and they become happy and they tell their friends and family that okay you should attend the next session in backstage or there's a recorded conversation about this uh, you should go and listen to it and uh, if you look at the kind of people we have uh, we have attracted uh, on backstage is pretty awesome actually. In you know, a for for a company which is a month old, for a product which is month old, we are able to get uh, really big names on the industry like Samar Khan uh, from Juggernaut Productions. We got Raveena Tandon. We got a uh, uh, lot of entrepreneurs. I'm I'm forgetting the, the big names there, Dick, but there were quite a few. Sanjay Manjrekar.
1: I mean, from uh, yeah Sanjay Manjrekar was one of the first people to come yeah, on. Yeah, Sanjay Manjrekar. Uh, uh,
2: yeah. engineer from cricket. So we are focusing on a lot of other uh, avenues also. Uh, there's a filmfare uh, winner, Raghav, uh, who won the Be- Best Playback Singer Award. Raghav, right? And uh, he, yeah. he was there. He enjoyed his conversation a lot. So those are the growth avenues where we are seeing. We are uh, They are having great experience. They are posting on their social or their Instagram stories that have been, they, they were live on uh, backstage. So people are getting to know about backstage based on those things right now. Uh, but there are a lot of good features which are which we are working on which is going to focus more and more on community building and we want to focus on uh, getting one community at a time. So if we go, uh, we are focused on student organizations and stuff where we'll go talk to one student organization, get them on board on backstage and tell them like why they should be using backstage. Yeah, where they can have formal uh, informal conversation, they can have public rooms or private rooms. Uh, of course we support recording in both of the, uh, both the things. And uh, and the best part about it is, like, you, we are working on the monetization tool where you can monetize your content. Like, uh, some of the content could be behind, uh, behind the paywall. Uh, we are enabling tipping, subscriptions in the works. Uh, then pay per view kind of stuff is going to be built uh, inside the app. So And based on all the content creators' terms, not like other platform where they tell you this is what it is and you, you get some kind of a sh- share out of it we will let you decide how you want to monetize your content. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's...
1: And Ashish, what we are also seeing is uh, the way people are using it are... uh, uh, They are having uh, music rooms uh, where people uh, get together and uh, there are unplugged singers who just start a room and uh, have like... There was a... uh, I think a few weeks ago we had a week where we had a bunch of live musicians uh, who came uh, to the uh, uh, to backstage and started uh, just playing music. So we want to encourage those kind of sessions. We want to have uh, people come and use backstage for a lot of things. So that's why we are trying to cater to a lot of different uh, interests, I would say, so that it uh, it varies from Uh, uh, cryptocurrency, it varies through uh, just normal conversations and we have a pretty amazing COVID support circle uh, that uh, just helps people how to navigate through COVID grief I think that is one of the things that uh, we saw a lot, it is helping a lot of people in terms of uh, how to deal with post-traumatic stress because of death in families because of death in uh, uh, of loved ones, I think that's something that uh, I think is uh, something that we, we think is helping people uh, cool. and we have seen people come and share their stories and uh, find uh, support uh, just by talking to one another. Because in these times when people are locked uh, in their houses, they don't have anyone uh, to talk to. I think that's where we want to try to use uh, Backstage as a platform to provide support also, not just uh, uh, to have a fun conversation. It should be varied uh, across emotions.
0: One thing I can definitely notice is you guys are definitely heavy into Bollywood. So I wanted to ask you how you were able to pull such big names onto your platform.
2: <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, that's the secret sauce. <laughs> 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 I think uh, w- w- uh, I will tell you that, uh, with clicks, what happened was that uh, like they were able to relate to the problem we were solving. When uh, we partnered with Filmfare, uh, that that's when uh, people started asking. The Filmfare guys was actually telling us like uh, most of the Bollywood started asking like what is Flex, and when they tell like uh, Flex is a social network about movies and shows where uh, friends and families are recommending each uh, shows to each other, they all got excited. This is a very novel idea. This is a very great idea, and uh, this is what we need actually because uh, they were also struggling to find what they should go. They should be watching actually, and they were able to relate to it. And I think that that's where uh, definitely FinFair helped us to actually get that our name out there to uh, to most of the Bollywood people who are like everyone watches FinFair, so they knew what Flix is. And when we launched backstage, and we are trying to get them on board on certain uh, conversations, I think they're open to that idea, and they like the idea of that they can have a live interaction with a large audience and uh and they they they're all opening up to the the various kind of podcasts and uh brings uh an opportunity for them to look at the product what it is and uh in future hopefully they will have their own sessions and they can interact directly with the fans it's a it's a long road but uh that's our goal that's what our goal is
1: and ashish if you look at uh our current uh, uh, user base in flex there are a lot of uh celebrities. I mean, movie stars, TV stars, TV directors, producers uh, uh, that have, uh, they have seen value in flicks. And uh, Honor is one of them who actually constantly uses flicks. If you look at uh, his feed ever, he's been constantly recommending amazing content to watch. He's been creating stories. Uh, If you follow, and I actually ended up watching a lot of stuff just because of his recommendations. And uh, that is what we want. I mean, people are actually seeing value of how Powerful uh, a friends or a trusted recommendation becomes, and that is what is exciting.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, definitely. I think I can completely agree upon that point because uh, ultimately, um, uh, to grow such platforms, uh, if the the service the product can speak for itself, and I mean that's the best thing ever, and uh, the network effect then comes into play, and that's when the real uh, uh, the real fun starts. Right, so. Uh, coming back uh, to uh, uh, a couple of things so first is uh, what is your current status on funding have you guys raised any funding or you have put in your own money
2: so we started with our own money and then we raised some from friends and family so far so it's like we are in priest seeds uh, state uh, where uh, we raised some money from friends and family and uh, now we are looking at actually in next. Uh, I would say next few months, next three to six months, we are looking at uh, doing our seed round or or slash Series A, uh, whatever people want to call it. Uh, but then uh, we are definitely looking for that in the next coming months.
0: And uh, is it
2: is it uh, uh, is it a capital intensive business? It is actually like a, it's a capital intensive business because the technology costs you uh, a decent, and then. Uh, getting the see with all this uh uh the consumer side of things when we are right now not uh, we are working on some of the revenue opportunities but right now we are focused more on the product side of things if you're focused on the product side of things the features which are going to be uh used by the consumers and the content creators you're not uh, fo- you're not building the monetization right right away so you're waiting for the uh to have enough audience that the monetization tools actually start making sense that's where you it's it's little capital in, incentive intensive to uh build the product and also make the get the name out there
1: and ashish if you're wondering that if our uh, pre uh, uh, pre-seed rolling round is still going on it is and if that is the question, that absolutely, yeah, we, will, we will take your money.
0: <laughs> will you be doing the fundraising and, uh, on backstage?
2: <laughs> that's an interesting idea. No, that's an interesting idea.
0: Would love to join.
2: And look at the crowdfunding option there <laughs> uh, Pita, like our, our tipping option should actually we should actually enable the tipping option just for us initially. it, should, it should be it should be sufficient you know <laughs> it's a pretty easy right No I mean like yeah, I mean like uh, definitely capital capital is needed uh, oh, how intensive it is I think like we can we have enough capital to sustain for uh, quite a few months. Uh, right now uh for from our own and from uh, how we have raised uh, from friends and family but of course like uh, you know for uh, growth and acceleration you need more capital so uh, we will need capital yes but we we are very conscious about how we are spending capital so we are very uh, we our monthly burn rate is pretty low um when i tell my monthly burn rate to investors sometimes when we are talking about it and the kind of team we have they are always as shocked as if like we are pulling some kind of scam actually so i have to, I have to, I have to show them that how how we have been able to do it and uh, so they get the most of them get really really impressed about like our bond rate right now i
0: think the that is the news to be plain because they put big headlines with 500 million dollars burned in one quarter two quarter or something like that so I mean it's refreshing to see
2: yeah I mean like uh I'm here for the longer run I don't want to just burn out uh, in six months and then you are like after six months see the problem with raising money like uh, this is apart from flicks and backstage like from my own experience I can tell you that problem with raising a lot, lot of capital is exactly you have to do that it's mm. not that uh, tomorrow if I raise let's say 20 million dollars it's not that I can preserve the twenty million dollars for the next five years because my investor would not be happy. Actually, like I gave you this money to burn it, to put the money on the acceleration, put the money on the growth, put the money on the... That means like you need to burn that money, and if you can't burn that money, the, the investors would be unhappy about it. So, so unfortunate part of the capital raising process is that you raise money to burn it.
1: Yeah, just a small example, Actually, if somebody, if uh, you, if uh, Shashank's point, if somebody, if we raised 20 million and we, uh, we saved uh, 15 million of that and we got 100 million, uh, 1 million users and then our users would say, our uh, uh, investors would say that, right? Why didn't you spend their 15 million users?
2: <laughs> what was stopping you? yeah yeah hire more people hire the stuff get accelerated like you they, then you don't have any excuse of of like okay we are going slow we are going like we are trying to preserve the capital uh so the investors are not used to that like they they want you to burn the money they want you to they they are they're ready to give you instead of 10 million they, you need 100 million that's fine take it but grow and take over the market
0: uh, that's a very interesting topic you know uh, so what is your uh, viewpoint um, definitely from investor perspective they have cheap capital available they want to deploy as fast as possible but from founders lens you know um, is it the right strategy or uh, there are certain loopholes in it
2: i think it based on the based on the what kind of business you are doing actually there are enough examples out there where this strategy has worked uh, like uber for example like uh, they raise a lot of capital they took over the market because they, I mean, the operationally Uber is very expensive. They have to be physically present on the, in the city. So they had to raise a lot of capital. Uh, uh, But there are examples where companies have actually uh, uh, not raised capital like Zoho in India. They never raised capital as as far as I know, uh, at least publicly. And, um, but it took them 20 years to be where they are right now. So, do you, do you have that patience to be 20 years? Do you have enough capital, enough revenue streams coming out? Uh, that, But Zoho was B2B kind of stuff. And so in B2C, if you want to take on the market, you might have to raise capital. There's no other way. Uh, you can grow slowly, then it might take you another five to six years to 10 years sometimes to actually be a potent force in the market. So, I mean, there's no right or wrong answer here. Uh, but if you, I mean, you need money to... Uh, unless your product is itself very, very viral that suddenly it's out there and like FaceApp, for example, uh, then you need money. If it goes viral, then you need money for the for the technology cost because technology is not cheap. It, uh, it Even though uh, people say cloud has made things cheap, but when you scale it up, you will see like how expensive it becomes actually. Uh, so yeah, I think you need to raise capital in my opinion. Uh,
0: true, true, true. Uh, um, um, definitely uh, the point, um, both the points and i like to add um, seen personally the cloud bills it's like a hockey stick graph at the end of the day if you're mm-hmm. scaling uh so definitely uh that's yeah, one for thing B2, to,
2: for b2c you need that hockey stick actually yeah. like uh, otherwise uh i mean b2b you can you can work on one and b2b is mostly monetization based uh, product you are building uh, business to business and one business coming in uh and then you when go to the next person but the first person which comes in starts paying you something actually even if you are giving it out for a discount there's some revenue stream coming in and like for example Facebook or WhatsApp for, uh, like WhatsApp doesn't even mix money right even now uh Facebook started to monet- working on their monetization stuff after seven to eight years of their existence uh similarly on all the social network actually like uh, be it LinkedIn be it Twitter be it any of them like nobody monetizes at the first day so how are you going to uh, how are you going to expand and actually uh, take over the market? I mean, you will have to raise capital.
1: And also, it totally depends on the nature of the business. Also, Ashish, right now I mm. think what we are what we're looking at we're looking only tech companies from B2B or B2C perspective. But if you look at commodity-driven businesses or consumer consumer businesses where uh, there's an actual physical uh, uh, piece that you sell to your consumers, that's also very capital-intensive. Uh, uh so getting the word out uh people uh even today if you see people spend a lot of uh, money in just plain marketing uh old school marketing that probably doesn't even work but still that's something that people do uh again totally based on the nature of the business but can don't can uh can work or can cannot work in either way uh, in either way I mean, even
2: uh, like most examples i have seen is like it even if it works at a smaller scale you show that growth you show that promise that okay you you went and then they still end up raising capital because there are enough investors out there uh, who say, okay, now I see the signs of life in this business. And uh, why don't you say, take some capital and accelerate the things you can do in five years, take this capital and do it in the next one year, six years, one year. But that the other side, negative side of that is like now you're suddenly... Uh, uh, going in a hyper growth and it's not easy to go in a hyper growth for a startup actually that's challenging and that not everyone actually succeeds in that uh, because that's almost like when you're flying high uh in a pl- jet plane uh and you're also fixing the stuff right when you're flying so uh, mm-hmm. you're hiring people you're optimizing things you're like not the startup is very most of the startups are very very scrappy in things when when they are doing stuff because they are in a rush to do stuff and when you have big money like this then you have to you have to op- operationalize everything you have to come up with standards like how to establish uh, the whole team and the dynamics mm-hmm. around it so it's, it's it becomes more and more challenging after that so we, yeah
1: you talk to ashish we talk to multiple founders right and you talk to vcs also that will yes. uh, we'll just tell you a rule of thumb if there is money in the market you should
2: raise it <laughs> <you have> <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm thinking nobody tells you the other side of the thing. Like you raise it, and then the real challenges begin begin after that. Exactly. Like if I if I raise if I raise ten million dollars, I'm just uh, being honest about this. Like if I raise ten million dollars today, and I have a and my uh I have to spend that ten million dollars in one one year, and that's when the uh, the clock start ticking on you. Actually, that you have to spend that ten million dollars in a year or twenty million dollars in a year, whatever you have raised. And then, if you are not able to achieve certain targets, and you have expanded the team, then how are you going to? It's a, it's kind of a dead uh, trap, also that. Yes. Uh, how do you sustain that big business? Because now you're completely and completely dependent of, on on large Ex- amount of capital. Traction. External
0: money. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I will.
2: I will. Uh, um, will quote
0: some of the VC without naming him. So he said it uh, regarding the same thing. It's like Lakshmi is to translate to the viewers uh, who says no to goddess of money when money is on the table, right? Yeah. And I mean, it's 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 actually very true, right? Uh, because ultimately you're running on a treadmill. And uh, if you are used to the burn rate of $10 million a month, whatever few million dollars a month, you will require a lot of capital to sustain ultimately. Yeah. Because, uh, because they... Um, the way the capital market is structured, or the VC funds are structured, they need to provide returns within the stipulated timeline—five years, ten years, max exactly, to max. Exactly.
2: And then, if the original investor is not too happy with you and they are not participating in your second round, then you're done. Actually, like you, you should shut. You lot to shut your company down because if I am an investor in a company and I'm, I decided to not participate in your second round, uh, then more—it's it's a red flag for most of the investors. that yes. Because that person knows more about the company because he was an insider, he or she was an insider, and they had whole idea about it, and they chose to invest in some other opportunities. That means there is something wrong going on, and then that's a that's a red flag, and you will struggle to raise money after that. So it, it's a, the challenge that's begins true. after raising money. A lot of uh, like if you look at the uh, the media. Money raising is celebrated as if, uh, I mean, which is which is amazing. Actually, it's not that I'm uh, saying that it's mm. not. Uh, mm. But the larger perception among people who are not part of this game uh, mm. is that, oh, money raising is the success. Correct. But it's not, actually. That's that's like when you went into Absolutely. a mode now, the real challenges begin. Yes, yes. There is other side to it also. Yes, absolutely. Other yeah, yeah. side, actually. Like, very dark side, actually. Like, yes? uh, right now, if I don't raise capital, I can still sustain somehow oh, yeah. with lower burn rate for multiple years hmm. without worrying too much about it. Uh, but as soon as I raise the capital, that's when the the time bomb TikTok starts ticking, actually. That, okay, if you don't execute in a proper way, you don't achieve your targets in, in stipulated time, you're done. Yes.
1: And the, it has to be because anybody who invests money, Ashish, it will be in growth. So yes. it cannot be also that your regular burn rate is, uh, as uh, say, a million and you raise 10 million. It cannot be that. If, if you're just burning mm. the same million every month, that means definitely there's not enough growth happening. True. People also look at that as <laughs> shashank pointed out yeah it, it's just a rabbit hole <laughs> that, yeah.
0: that's that's very true and recently uh i started i saw one of couple of term sheets wherein uh, there was written it was a strange thing maybe i haven't seen before but the terms were if you are not able to it was for some other deal uh the terms were in the uh, as follows in terms of if you're not able to give us an exit within five years, we'll liquidate uh, our shareholding uh, uh, to whosoever we want to, right? So, yeah. I mean, the devil is in the detail ultimately. And oh, yeah, at, definitely. The, of yeah. it, at yeah. the front page can say you've raised yeah. X amount, but there are things like liquidation preference, things which comes into picture. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. If the return is not provided to the investors first, at the end of the day, founder gets nothing. That's the yeah. point
2: of yeah, yeah definitely that happens to so many like uh, they'll force you to liquidate and then they have a priority on it like let's say and then you end up getting almost nothing actually so that, that that's very common actually very very common
1: and this is a long game i think if you are raising money and somebody wants a return in three years that yes probably this is not the right investment opportunity for them yeah a lot Absolutely. of people
2: have said that to me like, with my experience also is that like, uh generally just don't take the money you also need to find who who you are taking money from that is very very important so, um, so yeah i mean we'll see when we visit, visit that side of things but uh, that's one thing people need to be careful about like who whom you are taking money from talk to other people who are uh, in other i think the the founder should talk about like we need to actually have one thing i am like now that we are talking about it like i have seen that the founder community is not that strong anywhere mm. Where, mm. Where, where the founders are talking to each other and having uh, like kind of protecting each other True. it's not that strong yet in uh, across the world i would say like india or uh some like people do talk about startups but i've i personally haven't seen that many founders talking to each other and helping guiding each other maybe there's an opportunity there where we should think about like how we can actually maybe backstage can actually start doing some uh founder sessions where the founders uh, founders community and then we should
1: look into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think yeah. just one point, uh, Ashish, I want to mention over here. So, uh, unfortunately, what happens is uh, if somebody is giving you money and people overestimate their uh, success rate, uh, that's also one of the things where you overestimate uh, how your uh, venture is going to perform. And if you take that money uh, in terms mm-hmm. of you, your predictions that you are going to get, uh, I'm just making up a number, say, uh, X million in revenue or X million in user growth. And if you over promise and under deliver, that's when you fall prey to, okay, I'm going to take, uh, I promise and I'm going to ret- give you returns of X. And that's when you end up taking up money for short term investments. And right. uh, that's when uh, non experienced investors, uh, uh, you will take money from them.
0: Yes, that is true. I think that's an excellent point. Yes. I, I feel little bad I've taken a lot of your time and I just saw the clock. <laughs> if you guys have ten minutes, then we can wrap it up in ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll that's okay. Down. All right. Okay. Perfect. I moving on. Uh, I, I think that's a very interesting topic and we can go on, at least I can go on, on forever on this particular thing. <laughs> but I uh, will leave it for the uh at someday for the backstage. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, So coming to, so this is an interesting space, uh, particularly. So I've been following uh, in terms of monetization audio space, particularly. uh, So uh, we'll have to see how it pans out for Clubhouse, for you guys. What are the opportunities and uh, what the market is willing to pay in what formats or uh, what is the ultimately this particular, uh, what is the size of this market? Because Spotify is also trying to uh, streamline, uh, generate revenue through audio content uh, uh, in terms of through podcast. And other things. Yeah. So, any thought on uh, or any? Uh, so, podcast. Ideas? Did,
1: uh, Ashish, so a podcast did buy out uh, uh, or acquire uh, this uh, startup called Locker Room. That was an audio audio social platform for uh, uh, for sports enthusiasts. Uh, uh, spotify yes. spotify, yeah. spotify, So, uh, oh yes in, in uh, literally few months of their existence spotify bought them for uh, 50 million and based on certain metrics they were ready to raise the the price for uh, to 80 million wow so so uh, and spotify i think it could be an interesting uh, comparator in this space mm. because uh, already it has a lot of audio creators yes where it's not live it is uh, but they have still established themselves as uh, as audio creators platform kind of
0: Correct. And they have an audience.
1: They have an audience. And right yeah. now, if you look at any major platform also, uh, they have always a way to publish to Spotify because they want to increase their reach. Yeah. And uh, I think that's how we would be different from uh, Spotify. Uh, again, we uh, our thought process of how we want to build backstage is very different, as Shashank said. And now we don't know what their roadmap is. But... Uh, what we will continue doing is what we think uh, our roadmap should look like if you get influenced by others it, it it's always going to be harmful i think but it's always <laughs> good to uh, it, it's always good to keep an eye uh, in terms of what other competitors yes. are doing yes
2: 100% yeah so i mean like uh, for me uh, there's a lot of competition in the audio space especially with the clubhouse i think like everyone started uh, realizing the potential of it I'm glad to say that we were doing it much earlier than that. Uh, then, when people realized about it, but as of today, yes, I mean, there's a huge competition on the audio space. Everyone is getting into that space, like Twitter, Facebook, uh, Clubhouse is already there, Spotify as you saw, Spotify uh, bought Locker Room, and uh, and there are other competitors also coming out. I'm sure there every every week there is like a couple of uh, audio-based apps uh, popping up. Uh, in the Play Store and the App Store so what we are focused on again is like uh, content creation stuff inside within the backstage app that people can use that uh, the content creators can actually use the uh, backstage as one place where you have monetization built in you have content creation built in and you have way to manage your audiences also uh, built in like that so I, I think like uh, the the we want to make a better product we want to make a product which content creators will care about we want to create communities inside this like spotify doesn't has communities right now i mean of course yeah. can they develop yeah they can anyone can develop that uh but we are focused from the day one we are focused on the communities that like, okay you can create community here and you can manage it and that's what we are focused on that's what we are going to double down or triple down on and uh, we believe that one community at a time for example like let's say well, why do somebody uses zoom actually like in the colleges also people are using zoom or some kind of google meets or something but that that's not is a social i mean you always have to create a meeting you have to send out the meeting links to people or something like for now also like uh, you and me connected over here and then we are when you publish this podcast you will put it in spotify and other places and uh, you would And the connection between you and me would be gone, actually. Hmm. Unless I go and follow you on certain uh, uh, podcast platform. What we are going to do is like once you connect, you are connected there. It's the same platform where the content after the conversation is done, the content is right on that platform. Shashank and Ashish are connected always. And uh, Ashish can always invite Shashank for another conversations or I will get a notification because Ashish now created another content. Because now I follow you, so uh, NM part of, let's say, Business Blitz has its own backstage, which we should actually get it, uh, get it. so we should talk after this conversation and how we can create a backstage for you and uh, a branded backstage for you. And then you, like people who are following you, you're going to manage it, actually. And then you have the power to, uh, how to monetize it. You want to give some content for free. you want to have free conversations, formal, informal stuff and then you can put some content behind the paywall some content behind the subscription different kind of subscription plans which we are going to launch uh that's why we think we can make a, a great product out there can someone copy us on that side yeah i mean people can definitely copy us but we'll continue focus on one community at a time once we get one community there uh, i think they like the product they're going to stick here because the kind of things we are building is going to be very very sticky if you like it you know there's no reason for why you should move out of a product to something else
1: and ashish even if you see that there will be some overlap what what spotify is going to do what twitter is doing mm-hmm. but what i think personally what i think is the flicks and backstage that is where we are going to win because there mm-hmm. is no single platform that actually does amazing content discovery so you can go to spotify you can go to twitter also Right. Your followers are going to get this notification or if you're a content creator, you'll probably uh, already uh, I'm subscribed to you on uh, Spotify. But for a person to actually discover amazing content, for example, business, how do you have that discovery for amazing content? I think that's where Flix can uh, uh, will have an upper hand. Where uh, if there is some second degree connections, even first degree connections, we can see what you are recommending, what your friends are watching or friends are recommending in terms of uh, uh, these audio audio podcasts also. I think that's where we will have an edge in terms of content discovery.
0: Absolutely. No, I think uh, definitely you guys have identified the gap in the market and it all boils down to the who is able to execute uh, at speed and at uh, quality. Uh, you know so definitely uh, as a creator i can say uh, what you guys Yashank mentioned or preet what you mentioned right there is this gap uh, uh, where the community is missing uh, and definitely in terms of the discovery side of it also so an interesting space to watch for sure uh, how it evolves and we'll definitely will definitely be looking at uh, how you guys are doing in the next couple of months so to uh, Wrap it up. Uh, one of my favorite questions. I know you guys have not been running the business for long. But still, uh, if you were to start again, what would you have done differently? So, Preet and Shashank, I want to know your
2: take on it. Uh, difficult one, actually. Very difficult one. What we would have done differently.
1: Uh... I mean, some things maybe off record, actually. <laughs> 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 Uh,
2: i'm just thinking like uh, what uh, maybe
1: uh, start sooner
2: <laughs> yeah i think look, uh, that w- could be like but uh, I, I i i can't even think uh, of something like because uh even start sooner could we have done it i think we could yeah we could have started sooner with a much uh, like when we launched Like, there were quite a few features we developed like we developed stories we developed like uh, simple recommendation stuff we developed quite a few things there a lot of data stuff we were ingesting maybe uh, what priest is saying is uh, we could have done that like uh, start earlier uh, in the market, get 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 a very slim product out in the market, which is a feature complete uh, stuff, and go out in the market and start collecting more data about like what people really care about and what people really don't care about and uh, don't bloat your app like yeah. uh, for um, um, sometimes you do do feature creep actually in a lot of stuff then when you're looking at building something you're like okay can we do this also can we do that also and and sometimes you get excited about it and you do it and yeah. uh, and you end up realizing nobody gives a gives uh i don't know crap about it actually so, so, <laughs> so that, that that is something which i would uh, suggest to anyone that uh, when you're doing it like starts slimmer and uh, start seeing like what people really care about. So that gives you faster execution also. Uh, that's one take from the whole experience.
0: So having a quicker feedback loop, if I can
2: say so. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: quicker feedback loop and Ashish, uh, I think every founder falls uh, prey to founder bias. Oh, yes.
2: That,
1: that's something that uh, we are learning to avoid, I think. Uh, that's just so hard. Like if you believe in it, you would uh, end up doing it. Yes. Uh, but it is very important for that feedback loop and finding people to give you tell you from the get go what do they think about
0: absolutely absolutely i think uh, excellent point uh, preet and shashank wonderful thank you so much guys for coming over i really enjoyed our conversation it was a pleasure talking to you
1: you, yeah, ashish had a lot hey, of here.
2: yeah i'll uh, see you backstage actually let's let's get you on backstage
0: Thank you everyone for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. We will be back with more interesting episodes soon. Stay tuned.